everybody. Welcome to episode 62 of It's Just Bodybuilding. Dusty Hanshaw with myself, Ron Parlow. And on today's show, we're going to talk about training with Dante, motivation, the Olympia, and a whole bunch of questions right here on It's Just Bodybuilding. Dusty. Ron, you confused me. You look like you're at your grandma's house. I kind of am. How did I, I confuse of... you? You said Ron Parlow. There was no pig. Oh. Was, geez, who am I speaking to? This is fucked up. I'm under a little bit of stress now. You changed something. You, you know, know I changed. Person. Yeah, it's like, shit. The hat's on, so I'm okay, though, because last time, there was no hat. This would be a mess. Yes. Yeah, I am at an Airbnb in uh, Temecula, or just outside of Temecula, California. And yeah, there's, it's, Right with the way I do things, with the I have a very similar bed. I have a quilt, actually. Yeah, quilt. Show show everybody the bed. Everybody. And look at this thing. Boom! Get some. That's totally you. Yeah, it's just like what I have in my house. So yeah. Okay. Um, but it's awesome, and uh, obviously came out here for a few reasons, uh, primarily for filming, but uh, the 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 secret I was holding back from everyone was that. uh, one of the days was going to be training with Dante and getting a bunch of new content. But unlike usual, we're not running through the typical things everyone's seen. Uh, to the point that when I walked in yesterday, the very first thing we did was a cambered flat bench press. And I have stopped doing flat bench since Dante told me not to do them in 2007. I have not done a single one since. I literally thought he was fucking with me. He's like, all right, we're going to start on this. And I looked at him. Right, you're waiting for this. Testing me right now, like no, I'm not doing gotcha. that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but actually, it, it had uh, it'll show in the videos, which is gonna end up on my YouTube. But everything was about volume on anything that could be dangerous. Like he doesn't want me doing anything less than 20 reps on a flat bench. But right. for example, it's a it's a controlled negative with a five count at the stretch. Right. So to give you an yeah, idea, it's not even I a normal did, exercise. It's like it's completely daunted. Yeah, weirdo version. In and, yeah, yeah, nothing's I mean, I did, the same. I went for two. It's not a bench. I mean, You're not this. bench pressing. I went to 245 pounds, and my chest was fresh. Obviously, my shoulders were thrashed from the day before. Oh God. The goal was the goal was uh, 20 reps, and I failed at 16. I mean, I was probably, done. <laughs> I probably use 180 pounds. I was dying though because I'm like, yeah, that should be about right. Because I'm thinking, let's guess low, because obviously the five count stretch and everything else. I mean. I literally got up and I was like, well, that's embarrassing <laughs> like, yeah. because it's, I mean, it does everything that we do is, uh, is definitely humbling, you know, but a lot of good movements, a lot of different stuff. And I think people will enjoy two things. Number one, unlike Santa, Dante does exist. And number two, uh, just, there's always something like I told him, I mean, I've known him and we talk almost daily. I mean, you talk to him all the time as well. The amount of stuff that he has stored away, and I mean, I'm his go-to. He sends every DC client to me, and every time I see him, I'm like, so literally I got, of everything we did, probably 17 things I've never done yesterday. I I tell people that Dante's forgotten (laughs) more than most people know. That's a fact. That, that, especially in this game. So it was fun, but uh, like I was telling you earlier, we did... I started at 10 a.m. and we got done at two. Yeah. I told, I said, 
He's like, no, nah. he texted me. It was funny. We were going back and forth. He's like, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I just want as many new things as possible. And he's like, well, what are you going to train earlier in the week? I said, it doesn't matter. I want everything you can do. And he responds back to me and says, well, I mean, you're going to be smoked. There's no way. So I want you to pick. So I did what any adult man would do. And I just ignored that text and didn't respond to him. I was like, well, if I just ignore him, maybe he'll just do everything. And he did. Nice. What, <laughs> so, so, so take us through the what 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 exercises did you do that that stood out? You got the Cambridge bar press. I saw you doing some kind of like like um, chain deadlift. Yeah, that like, was or, sorry cable deadlift. Yeah, it was a cable deadlift uh, off of basically like an old school what would be like a a seated low row. Yeah, and then you were leaning back a bit, so you had like some. Well, you some have to. Toes so were kind of pointed a bit. Yeah, well, you had to because obviously it's pulling you down and forward. Um, and by leaning back, but it was all for, it was basically for deadlifting. So it was bad. Yeah. Felt the hams a little bit. Um, but what I'm thinking or what we're thinking is, uh, now that I've got that, we're going to see if it can be done as good or better on a, um, belt squat. Belt squat. Yep. So we're going to play with that. That was his original plan was like, Hey, I think if we run this up a belt squat, you're going to be stoked so and and he just wants your rep range super high on that like what are you doing 30s uh we did yeah the goal was 20 on that um but i mean matt got 20 so obviously i had to do more um so that's how that happened it's like yeah yeah what about quads what what do you have you do for quads uh the only thing we did which we've been doing a lot of anyways but uh we did a uh five count in the hole on squats um but Ah. with the uh but with a safety bar and grabbing the rack that one I have to play with a little bit because uh, what's huge on those, anyone who's ever done those um, will tell you their low back gets tight. Yeah. When you're sitting in the box, because you're, you're not, we're not talking about parallel. Like you're going to sit down and hang out there for five count. Um, so you're not, you're not relaxing though. You, you, you're, I mean, because if you just sit eventually. You yeah. No, you're, you're tense and holding yourself. But yeah. It's, but well, deep. it's as low as you can go. Yeah. You're um, deep. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm actually like I can feel my calf on my hamstring, um, but what we worked on was my breathing into it. It's literally pulling as much air as you can into your chest when you're sitting down there, because that's what's going to keep your posture proper to uh, to get those right. I didn't even go heavy on those. I think 365 or something for my working set, okay. and uh, and literally by 12, I I had still because I would still have made a mistake. I was like low back was getting tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these things are where guys don't understand that it's the nuances of the breathing, things like that. Same thing on the um, reverse grip bench. Um, It's a hand positioning difference, which for us is kind of easy to do because I can't supinate enough to grab a bar completely reverse. So it's almost like an angle and the bar hanging out on your hand. I call Um, them thumb presses. Yeah, literally. So what you do, (laughs) unlike a typical, you would wrap your fingers first and then your thumb you wrap your thumb first and then your hands yeah um so that it'll sit properly and then for that one same thing it's just it's all about getting as much oxygen as you can um and those ones were i haven't done those in forever so i was stoked got like i think 28 with 275 jesus and i was like all right these are but that is the one where people don't realize like if you like that what i call the drop to the tricep from the side that's reverse grip without question. So did those, did some cool variations of, uh, some bicep movements. Um, and one thing that I, 
I'm going to really make sure we get through on the videos is it's very interesting that it's everything's controlled yeah. on the negatives and on the stretches, but very, I, I call it uh, violent on the push. That's, you know that's my mean? word, the violent, violent reps. Yeah. So it's finding that like on a bicep curl, that's a little difficult for me because it's such a change in your brain. And you've got to remember, you got to hitch the elbow first before you get that violent point so you don't tear a bicep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it was funny because on, on one of the movements, we're warming up. And I did my last warm up with literally 20 pounds uh, for a, a forearm movement. And Dante was like, okay, we're going to do, uh, I want you to get 30 reps. What? How much weight do you think you should use? And I was like, probably the 20 pounds. The one I just warmed up with? Um, yeah, and he goes, no, 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 no. You can, you know, I think you can do 40. I was like, I think I can do 20. And he's, he's like, no, no, 40. I was like, okay. <laughs> I get on there. And after the sloppiest 17th rep you've ever seen, I looked at him. I'm like, are you fucking with me? Because I'm like halfway home and I'm done. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, but I like that kind of stuff. And I'm gl- I'm actually glad it happened because everyone has such an ego about it. And I'm glad I think Todd even got the banter in the beginning on the videoing because you have to know where you're at. Yeah. You know? He's so used to my strength on everything being nuts that he was like, no, you're fine. Like, I'm telling you, these are kicking the shit out of me on a warm-up. Right. I was certain I could get 30 with 20. <laughs> right. You know, but no, it was awesome. A lot of variances on the stretches, which people are going to like. The coolest movement we did, which I'll, I'll send uh, Scott to post, was a adductor movement off of a standing leg curl. Okay. And I mean... It roasted me. I was like, okay, and I love adductors anyways. So a lot of people, a lot of my clients don't have an adductor, which blows my mind. The gyms don't have them, but some don't. So now I have a movement that can work really, really well. For me, it'll become a second movement. But I mean, I was like, all right, these are badass. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. So we'll put that in this uh, in the clip of that in the the, uh, show so people can see it. But uh, definitely a, a great movement and not complicated. Does that, did you get, does, was Dante talkative or was he pretty quiet he, when you No, were he going? talked us through the whole thing because sweet. we made sure that he explained everything. And I yeah. told him like during the sets, do me a favor, correct anything I'm doing wrong because that's what this is. It's both for me and for the viewers. Like I wanted to see like, oh, he's fucking that up, you know? Plus I think the viewers appreciate when you get corrected. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Cause they're like, oh, this guy, you know, this guy's a trainer forever. He knows so much. And even still. He's getting corrected. Yeah. So it, you know, I think a lot of people, the smarter viewers, will go, oh, well, I must definitely need correction if he needs correction. <laughs> and I think that's key though, because there's a lot of that. I mean, here you are, you've got a guy, and I joke about it, and you've heard me because I get irritated, like rack chins. That is a common move where people will tag me in them, and they're doing them shit. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. And some of them are so bad I don't even respond, to be honest with you. And some of them I'll message them because I don't want to be like, yeah, you don't oh, roast them. fucking terrible. Um, but it drives you nuts because I've literally videos and full breakdowns of how to do it. And you're like, how'd you get that from that? But my point of that tirade is, well, here I am with Dante himself doing it. And I'm still during the set going, is that right? Is that right? You know what I mean? Because you do have to find some of these movements. Like we did a high pull variation for uh, rear delts where he, you want a five count, but it's at the, like you're already stretched, 
and then you stretch further, but it's a five count to get there. Your hands move this much for a five count to yeah, get that yeah, yeah, full yeah. stretch. And then it's that violent pull again. And it was even just getting the countdown for it. Like Matt and I were like making sure that whoever was counting was starting the count at the right point. Yeah, yeah. Because the negative is just controlled. And that's that last little, you know, three, four inches of stretch that is super slow. And if you don't do them right, that's the thing about these movements. I mean, you've had some that you've shown me, too. If that little piece isn't there, it's just a face pull. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. oh, I've done that a hundred times. Like, I think sometimes if people who aren't as in the know were to watch that, they'd go, oh, face pull with a bar. There's there's so <laughs> many little things. Like, uh, like, every time I do leg extensions with someone, mm-hmm. I always notice, like, almost everyone does this. They go down. Like that, they don't spend any time in that hard, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's where you like. I actually slow my rep down there, pull. Right. I actually slow it down in the back, pull. But I spend some time in the stretch. Yeah, you know, or they'll, like, or they'll let their hips come up, so the stretch yeah. isn't even really there. Yeah, so the <laughs> stretch even gets deferred with the hip raise. Uh-huh. Yeah, hold your ass down and spend a bit of time in that hard spot, and then fucking jam out of it. So I'll, I'll tell people that all the time. I'll, as they're doing them, I'm like, spend some time in the back end of that rep. Yep. Like, like it's not a race to get out of that hole. Yeah. Like that's just like, like the top like, two. You're, you're adamant. I always see when you do a, uh, an extension, you're, it's like you're trying to hyperextend your knee. You yeah, come up. You're trying to lift your thigh off the, like that's the finisher. That's the finisher is trying to lift the thigh off the pad, you know, right. that yeah, hip yeah. engagement. And then uh, what you, one of my favorite quotes of yours that I say to clients all the time, and I see light bulbs go off sometimes, mm-hmm. but I go, listen, the only reason you're lifting it is to lower it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we just have to do that to bring it back down. <laughs> and like I said that to a client last week when I was training her, I think we were doing side laterals. Right. And I was like, you're, you're lowering them like you're dropping them. Like they're going up good. Your form's good too. But that negative is actually faster than your re- than your lift. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, the only reason you're lifting it is to lower it. And she just, like, her, I just saw it. Right. <laughs> That's like, oh, shit. Yeah, I, bet you, yeah. I bet you that next set, she was like, there we go. Yeah, it changed. It changed. It changed how she moved weights, right? So, so that's an interesting. Uh, I always love that line. But yeah, people are gonna love that shit, man. Just seeing that Dante's, you know, still, still with us. And still, <laughs> still, he's he he's not a a fake bot on the other end of an account that's been kept open. <laughs> well, and you know, we went to uh, we went to I know, Dante died in two thousand three. <laughs> exactly. I've just been I'm keeping him alive by telling this. When people email him, they go it goes to my email directly, and I suggest <laughs> they email me. And <laughs> right, you know, you should take your business Donna, to Dusty. Come. Yeah, Donna, come. yeah. Come here. Come. Come. She hey. she got she got outfitted up by uh, by Dante's girls. So I, I show up to breakfast yesterday and. They got a bag for me, his daughters, and uh, she's got three new dresses, a sweater. Oh, goodness <laughs> sakes. This like, is hilarious shit. I mean, so here I come out. I got my pink bag. I got my dog with the pink bow. I felt like, fuck, this is man shit right here. <laughs> so how, is, how has it been traveling with the dog? With the Amazing. Animal? You know what's crazy? It's uh, It was funny because I told Matt, uh, I'm like, this is the ultimate test for canine games because I've never done it. She literally just got out and we went two day, two nights later, a night later to the airport. And man, it was just nuts because so she's been airport, 
restaurants, grocery stores, gym, all of the above, you know, and imagine the gym plates dropping, music going, people everywhere. You bring a, I bring a little pad that goes in her uh, travel bag. Yeah. I just bring those soft bags for in here instead of a crate, put it on the ground. You tell her to place. So she knows it's gotta be on that mat. She just lays there. Yeah. And at the airport, like, you know, when you get through security, you gotta put your shoes back and all that shit. Just sits there and waits. Walks. I mean, I was literally stunned at how flawless it was. I mean, I had multiple people like, wow, she's so well trained. How old is she? I'm like nine months. And they're like, what? Did you Did tell I? them? <clears throat> and five grand. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's she's funny, nine months and five grand old. Yeah. It's all it takes. You know, what's funny though, is uh, sitting at uh, breakfast uh, with Dante after seeing him, he's got a dog that's got some real good uh, prey drive. And after seeing how well she was trained, I think he's probably going to be looking at uh, using canine games to do some uh, protective work with his dog because it's that drastic where you're like, oh, that's not a well-behaved dog. That's a well-trained dog. That's like a completely controlled dog. What's like, you know, we were talking, most people, like, if you know, if you teach Jed to sit, he'll sit, but if the door rings, he'll fucking go to the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, like, we kind of call that like a circus trick. They'll do it, but that's not really focused. If when they're trained, if I tell her to sit and the door rings, she won't move. Right. You know, it's same thing. Like if we walk through a door, she comes through when I tell her she can come through. She knows to stop and look at me like, we cool, I'm coming through. Because that was a problem I used to have. You know, like <clears throat> FedEx knocks on the door. You go open the door and the fucking dogs shoot out the door. <clears throat> I want to be able to open the door, sign for the package, and then we're not going anywhere. Close the door. Right. They're not even yeah. interested. <clears throat> Yeah, they'll stand there like they want to go outside, but not until you ask. So, yeah, it was it's been successful. It's also been fun because, as you know, when you're when you're larger than most humans, you get looked at a ton and you forget like you don't see it anymore. And I'll like I'll go out with someone and they're like, how do you handle all these people staring at you? I'm like, oh, they're like you don't really realize. Oh, I fucking realize when me and a five pound dog are walking through the airport because people are like. And I just, you, tell I just tell everybody, I'm like, hey, I need protection too. It's fine. Do you carry her or does she no, walk she with you on, no, she's on a, a leash? She, yeah, she heals. Yeah. Yeah, so she stays with me. I keep her on a leash. Don't need yeah. to, but yeah. Well, um, there might be leash laws in some places. Like I'm <clears> sure some airports might have you got to have. Yeah, it's weird, but they, with her, because she's uh, she actually is an emotional support animal. So like she doesn't go in a bag on the plane. She sits on my lap. Right. She doesn't have to go. Like she, I didn't actually bring a bag on the plane with me. She just chills with me, walks to the airport. There's no fee for her to be on the flight, um, and no one can say no. Same thing when I go into a restaurant. She just sits down, and that's that. I bring the paperwork just in case anyone asks. Has anyone uh, asked for anything? Yes, they ask if they can pet her all the time. <laughs> Literally, I had a, I, that's the only thing I had. The first place I went to, we went into a grocery store, which was tricky because that's the first time with a grocery cart, and I didn't know how she would do. Took her a second. She kind of realized what it was, and she was fine. But we're in a grocery store, and I see the security lady beelining. And I'm like, that's fine. I'll scare the information. She goes, this is the cutest thing I've ever seen. I was like, well, thank you. She's like, the dog, asshole. The dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, no one's even asked. So I think I think part of it, truthfully, is probably when you, you watch her, she's not a dog. Yeah. 
I mean, even a, even a well-behaved dog would be walking around and wanting to sniff people and walk up. You can so tell within five seconds. Most people with brain, they're like, okay, that's obviously a training situation. And he's obviously a little slow, so she's there to help him. It's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> when I look into his eyes, I realize yeah. I do not want to ask any questions about this. <laughs> There's a glaze. He doesn't look that intelligent. This dog is here to help. So, <laughs> <laughs> so no. So, solid. And I do have to say one thing, because you know – uh, Ryan at Metroflix, Marietta. Yes. Um, always awesome. And he's let, he lets go in there and train, no issues. I wanted to do some filming or some instructional stuff. I'm getting a lot of uh, asks for that. Gave me a key, went in at night, filmed a bunch of stuff. So there was no, you know, distractions or too much noise in the background. And, you know, that stuff, you know, I mean, you own a gym, like just, he's there to make a living, but he's in it for the love of the game. You know, to yeah. do that stuff and just every time I've ever come out, it's been awesome. I mean, same thing. He texts me when I was uh, there alone. He goes, hey, by the way, you know, whatever shirt you want, just leave the hand on the counter uh, just like you were in our stuff. And I'm like, so I used your gym multiple times for nothing. Filmed in here. Yeah, yeah. Now you want me to leave with T-shirts. I mean, just just a good dude. And uh, it's it's awesome because there's truthfully, you know, this as many people there are. You know who the hardcores are that are just they're just. Yeah. Dead. He doesn't want anything in return. He's not needing anything. It's just he's just a cool fucking guy, you know? Yeah, I'm happy to see, like, you know, Jay Cutler loves his gym and he has posted his gym and filmed stuff there. And uh, it's good to see the guys like that getting their gym used, you know? Yeah. Especially now, like right now. It's good, you know, get the gyms, pump the gyms up, you know, get people in there filming stuff. And he has more now than he did before. The whole outside, he still kept it. So I went, I did, I started out my work outside. He's like, well, I want to. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah that's like, cool this is kind of cool and the gym on the inside has more than before and it looks like no one i mean it's i'm gonna word it and explain but it looks like no one's been there since we filmed because it's immaculate yeah, it keeps Not it very clean. clean but just everything is right you know what i mean yeah. and i'm like you know so many people in and out it's very difficult to keep the gym that tight oh yeah so, and you wonder how stuff gets moved <laughs> like how did this leg girl get moved two feet to the left like what the right. fuck i was just here yesterday <laughs> like it's fucking bizarre what happens at a gym yeah you know? so no it was, uh, it was definitely awesome so if you guys are ever in the area and i say in the area, i mean within 90 minutes take the drive totally i <clears throat> i gotta bring up uh from a happy gym story to a sad gym story i saw on instagram today rob and dana lynn bailey closing the warhouse in pennsylvania nope. um so you know i i sent rob a big message this morning um you know just you know i just wanted to say something to that to them about it and uh um, let them know how highly i thought of their gym when i visited and all that um but the i'm not sure if it's a covid related closure i mean because they used to use that gym for all those huge events right yep and when you can't have any of those events maybe that just like kind of makes the gym like just a huge hassle for them or you know because they don't live there anymore i'm not sure of the situation i know the gym was doing well like back in the day like it, you know so i'm i mean i'm i'm wondering if it might be just a logistical thing yeah well plus i think you know pennsylvania was down for forever yeah so you don't know i can tell you at home the not i mean fortunately thank god not the gym i'm training at now and was training at through covid but um all the other gyms are down because a lot of people aren't going back or they're not comfortable or they've left me that they had never left before but they weren't using really using it so now that their gym membership was essentially canceled they just didn't go back i mean i know uh, another one of my gyms that i used to go to 
they're at 33% of what they were pre-COVID. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you can't survive that way. And again, like you said, I'm not, not guessing what happened, but I also do know as a business person, you've got to watch out if, if your passions, even if they're profitable, if they're worth their effort. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes you hit a point where you look at a business and say, yeah, I'm still in, I'm still in black, but if I put the amount of effort that goes into that black, this black over here is way bigger. Right. Yeah. You know? And they have, they, and you know, look at Rob, he's got a lot of companies. He's got a lot yeah. of things going on. Um, well, so did you imagine running your gym from Scottsdale? Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously you hire someone to run it and you just kind of like yeah. stay on top of what's going on. You've always had phenomenal staff. You really, truly do. But only the owners, and this is how it should be in my opinion, only the owners are going to care as much, as much as you. Right. Your employee right. cares as much as you do. He's not going to be your employee for long, I promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's very true. I, yeah, so, you know, I didn't think, I mean, I thought just, with the utility of the place, like how they use it for stuff, um, you know, that, that might've been a huge part of the problem. Sure. You know, just no benefit to having all this, you know, cause you know, if you're doing all this work, keeping something going and then occasionally you have these giant events that are all this fun and, yeah. you know, you get like hundreds of people drive in from all over the States and like, yeah, this, so I, I take all that away. One time. I mean, literally, you know, I have yeah. no to do. and I wasn't considering going as some guest. I was like, be fun. I'm just gonna go there for a week and train. I'll go pay as a fan and fucking do this thing. <laughs> like, you yeah, know? yeah, I know. So, so yeah, that's happening. You know, I mean, I'm stuck in my little bubble here, keeping our gym open, and just doing the best we can to uh, weather this storm. And we're in a really good area of Canada where they haven't really leaned on us again with any sort of restrictions. So, um, you know, obviously things are. Sp- spiking here a second time and all this stuff but they're not talking about business closures they're talking about you know restricting gatherings they're talking about like please please keep your circle small like they just they're not leaning on us they haven't mandated masks here at all um so we're just in a little bit of a different part of the world than what's going on in the states you know like you said california was was just nuts eh oh dusty froze on me I, I can't wait to get the fuck out. Of there we Is go. Still frozen? No, you're good um, now. I could I could hear you. Um, no, he I I California's a shithole. Um, sorry, it's fact. I don't know why any like I would be looking to leave if I lived here. The way that things are here is insanity. Um, and like you said, the the governing bodies that suggested the original shutdowns have openly said that was never the fix. That was to buy you time to figure out the fix. And they're openly saying, like, do not close again. Well, the uh, World Health Organization has come yeah. out and said that they're now seeing the, they said over 100 million people have moved back into absolute poverty yeah. because of the, the the trickle down of, you know, shutting down the economy always like kind of impacts the poorest people the worst. Yep. So yeah, there's, they're, they're saying we, we shouldn't be doing it again. So yeah, I'm hoping they don't. But then of course I have clients all over the world. So do you, and I've just got a few emails this morning. Well, our gyms are closing again right now uh, over and I don't want to name places cause I know it's different in each spot, but some of my guys in the UK area, they have a date of November 9th or whatever that they're opening back up. Um, but also, you know, in, in the States we were, we were going to be, shutting down for two weeks to flatten the curve and that was nine months ago so right 
<laughs> but right. yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that, uh, that things stay right as they should. Cause yeah, I mean, at home we're back, you're seeing exactly what you said, the delay. Like I was an emotional wreck inside of me if I had emotions, uh, because my smash burger closed oh, damn. near my house. And now I have to go to a different one. And that's, a, but I mean, when you look at it, it's, it's comical. It's just like, that is literally caused by this. That business was probably just doing okay the whole time anyways, but now it's dead. And there can, there's just more and more of that happening. You know, I'm, so I'm hoping that that, uh, steers clear. Cause like my gym, uh, muscle factory in Tempe is cranking. I'm so happy. Like memberships are up. People realize how good it is. We've got all that new equipment coming in the next couple of weeks. I'm like, you know, there has been some good come of it because it kind of brought people into spots they didn't realize. And I mean, I'm thankful that, you know, like, like Ryan, like you, it's an owner that's passionate as hell. Right. Like people are coming in and they just know, like, this is my spot. They come in for one workout and they're like, how do I sign up? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not a big space. It's a 9,000 square foot gym. He literally knocked down some space, uh, last week just to give himself 400 more square feet for some of the equipment coming. Yeah. And we're going to take out part of the, part of the men's locker room. Cause it's not really necessary and use that. It's like, you just love that. Like, okay, how do we squeeze more equipment in here without making it shitty? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been, no. uh, it's been awesome, man. Hey, what's going on guys. Thanks for watching another podcast here at think big bodybuilding media. And thank you to our great sponsor, true nutrition.com for making this all possible. True nutrition.com is owned by Dante Trudell, the creator of DC training. He wanted to create a supplement company that offered high quality third party tested supplements at a fair price, high quality protein powders, just about every type you could think of huge variety of flavors, plus health and performance supplements. Check them out. True nutrition.com. And hey, if you use our code ADVICES, you directly support our podcasting. Thanks, guys. Let's get back to the program. So you, uh, what else? Oh, did you talk? We got to talk about the Olympia. Oh, yeah. There was two things I had for Olympia notes. Um, first of all, what what do you think about Rami getting an invite? I think it's right. I mean, I know that's crazy, but it's not like anyone's questioning if he could have qualified. You know, I'm a True. weird athlete because I'm a, I'm a, um, this is the reason I feel like I get to have an opinion on this because I'm a guy who isn't qualified. And even if I was fighting my way to get qualified, like if I was right on that edge, um, I feel like Rami's career has shown he's there, you know, and I know some people would argue that, but it's kind of like, well, then how's Kevin Lavrone get a special invite? Well, that's what I was going to say is, you know, Lavrone was kind of the, you know, Lavrone, well, Ferrigno, Ferrigno got a special invite. He was yeah. like the first one I remember. Yeah, and, Just, it's like the, and the, what you did was 100 years ago. And 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 the reason he got an invite was purely to sell tickets and spike interest in the Olympia. Yep. And everyone, when Ferrigno got an invite, everybody said, oh, well, this is going to be more eyes on me. Right. Because Ferrigno's in the show. Mm-hmm. So, Okay. Like it was, that's kind of how I remember it seeming. Everyone was like, no one was like protesting it. Some people were making fun of it. They're like, oh, it's just fucking money move. But yeah, yeah it's money move. Yeah. yeah it's called it's business. Like, yeah. yeah it's, you know, they're, you know, and then, uh, and then the next one, I remember the Lavrone special invite. I mean, there was probably one in there somewhere else. I forget, but Lavrone special invite was again, you know, it's like, 
you know, put asses in seats and it, it definitely contributed to the Olympia being a huge success that year. Um, now the Rammy one's a little different because that's not like an old guy coming back for nostalgia purposes. You know, it's a guy who's already been top two. Right. So I, I mean, I saw some comments from some guys, like some of our friends like, Oh sure. Just give everyone a fucking invite. Like, and I totally get what they mean because they busted their ass to get qualified and had to do multiple shows. Like I know Ian, Ian jokingly posted, I'm not sure how unimpressed he actually was, but he seemed, he seemed like, well, yeah, I had to do fucking, I had to take my licks and my hits and, right. you know, and I see his point. Yeah. You know, I, I agree, but I think what's tricky and I think, you know, and again, I, I know Ian well enough to know that if he was really pissed, he wouldn't say anything. Yeah. Probably, I, think well, that, I think that he, you know, thinks it's a little off, but my answer to everything is kind of like, yeah, well, it's, it's not fair. But it's not supposed to be because the day that you've taken second and won these shows on the regular and are that draw that he is, you'll get your invite for nothing. Because it's not for nothing. It's for what you already did. It's kind of like, I mean, I hate to say this, but I've filmed in a lot of gyms that don't allow filming. But they do for right. me. Right. You know what I mean? So I understand that. And I'm also a guy on the other end of the spectrum. It's like, well, I'd love to do the fucking Olympia. And I think I truly believe this. And you tell me if you disagree. But if I was a status of a Steve Cook, as far as how many eyes are on me, I bet you I'd get an invite to Olympia. Right. My ass right. With millions and millions of yeah. people following you. Because, yeah. And I mean, and, and then on the flip, I'm not taking anyone's money, so they don't care. But the point is, is at the end of the day, it is a business. And this year, it's a fucking messy business. Like, well, we don't know who's going to be at the show. I don't know what happened with Roden and not doing it if he's still not allowed or what, because now a different company owns the Olympia. Um, <clears throat> but come on now, like, how do you how do you get people to now? I'm assuming the plan is to pay for pay per views or or webcasts. Yeah, that that's that's what I think. I think that. Um... Under normal circumstances, I would be much more likely to yell bullshit. Right. Agreed. You know, do another fucking show. So what you got? COVID. Anyone could have got COVID. We're all in the same boat. True. You know, I that that let sort of part of me is still very much alive. But I think with uh, with COVID, they're just scrambling to get big names into the show. <laughs> well, imagine imagine if you had bought because they're going to the sell other- more pay per views with Rami in the show. Imagine if you had bought the Olympia just now and then COVID hit. Right. You, you, you mean, which I know, and you're right. What you said, I just kind of rung a bell as I'm saying. It happened to a lot of people. A lot of people opened brand new businesses that never even had a chance to succeed because of COVID. But they're in a position where they can make moves. And, yeah, it might piss some people off, but such is life. I'm just thinking with Rami and the show, how many pay-per-views is that just in the Middle East alone? Oh, my God. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> Right sure. with him out of the show, they still got a lot of people pay per viewing because you know Hottie's in there and they got other bodybuilders from that area. But just with Rami, that's like that captures like. Well, I can tell you this too. I mean, think think about this on the flip. Um, if Kai Green got an invite, I'd be stoked. Right. Like and he, I'm sure they would have given one if he was interested, and I know he's not interested. But my point is just as a fan, right? Like that would tip me over the edge. Oh, fuck. Okay. Well, I'm break speed now. So now you're right. 
And I definitely do understand, like you said, like on the flip with a guy like Ian, like, well, if he got COVID, then he wouldn't have made it. Right. You know, so, yeah, no, I feel everybody's view. But I think at the end of the day, it's like, who gives a fuck? What <laughs> <laughs> What about Keon pulling out? Uh, I'm going to speak on someone else's experience because obviously I don't have it in this. Um, but anyone I've ever spoken to who has skipped an Olympia for whatever reason, then later in their career, if you ask, they said it was a mistake. Yep. Every single one. Like when you get a chance to do the Olympia, you do it uh, unless you're injured or unless there's some health or whatever reason you shouldn't. And you know who put up a great post about that was uh, Sister Nino. Yeah. If you saw it, the stage will not always be there. Yeah. And it's so true. And I think, and it was funny because I've said that. Like I've told my clients that do a show next year. This is a mess. And don't get me wrong, at that stage of the career, I still agree with that statement because we can use the time to improve. Because unlike the Olympia, the show is definitely going to be there now. Um, But that being said, it was kind of like one of those light bulb moments like you talked about earlier for me, too, because I'm like, nothing will always be there. So even for me, like what I'm doing now, I've I've had moments of like I'm traveling around, I'm seeing Dante, I'm training these gyms like I could have done something yesterday that ended it right now. Like, okay, that's done. Go get a job get a car accident, whatever it could be, yeah. it's not it's not always going to be there, for sure. And hell, even no. if we have perfect careers, we're going to age at some point, it ain't going to be there. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my take on it is is half of me is like, hey, some people just don't care enough, in, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Like, you know, I've, I've, I've trained guys that I thought had amazing genetic potential, mm-hmm. and they would like win their first show like easily just yep. dis- just destroy the first show and you're laughing about how you're like oh god this guy's got potential yeah imagine if we got him to diet <laughs> and then yeah and then like the next show he's like bored pulls out of his prep halfway through he's like i'm not really into this i want to go like i'm going fishing this summer yep. like i've had that happen and yep. you're dumbfounded you're just like i can't fucking believe this guy just quit prep because he wants to go fishing but i guess that's his decision. Yeah. And not everyone wants to be a pro bodybuilder like I did for so many years. Yeah. You're and, almost irritated because if you had what he yeah, has. Yeah. You're just sort of been... sad at the, 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 the genetic potential not going to the next level where you would fucking take it. Mm-hmm. So when a guy like Keon says, oh, I'm not going to do the show. Guys like me, our gut reactions are, well, he better have torn something off the bone. So you're dead, huh? That's cool. Or he better have like some really, really urgent life situation happening. Like I'm just thinking of all this stuff that I didn't break stride through. Right. Like yeah. relationships and, collapsing, yeah. selling houses, moving, financial situations that were bad. I didn't. I'm like, no, I got I'm still 12 weeks out. Yeah, yeah, that didn't change anything. You know what's funny though, and and I agree with you a hundred percent is my the difference with the Keon situation is my assumption is yeah that he loves bodybuilding. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's the weird part. Of based it. on his greatness, and not just his greatness, but the rate in which he's improved, my assumption is that he loves it. Um, so that makes it a little confusing, and and also just the fact that so it's like, well, here's how I look at it as. 
if I was a sponsor, a coach, or a fan, I'm like, well, then you better blow my fucking mind next year. Yeah, and maybe you, you will. Better, better use this time. And I say better like you're in trouble. But I hope that you use this time and prove that for your career, this was a good decision. Um, you know, and, and I, I'm a huge fan of his. And I think he's yeah. freaking ridiculous. I know. Um, but as a as someone who's seen a lot and made a lot of mistakes and looks back, even like I told you the other day at my career and go, how do I not have more pictures of my friends living this life? That's unreal. I mean, I've taken more pictures this weekend with Matt and Dante and all this shit. Cause I'm like, I'm done wasting that. I, that's the only thing I wish I could pull someone like that aside for and go, man, here's my list. And you have a much better talent ability than me. Maybe think about it. Cause it's, if it's, you know, I'm, don't put words in my mouth, but if it's just because you don't feel like dieting anymore, fuck. <laughs> like, cool. With your genetics, take a week off. Don't train. Eat whatever the fuck you want and come back. You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So, yeah, so you know, I, I know I what you mean. I support everyone's like, decisions. You know what I mean? Like you said, but it's very difficult um, yeah. to dive behind. But like I said the other day, I had a guy ask me a question. Hey, uh, my diet's great, but on the weekends I fuck off and I need to get – and he literally said I got to stop eating like an asshole – I said, well, only if you really want to. Yeah. Because if, it, if it's not worth, like, to me, that's ridiculous. I'm like, food? Who gives a shit? But if you don't love bodybuilding like that, then don't waste your life doing it. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, that part of me that's, like, you know, I got that libertarian stripe through me. There's, <laughs> like, there's <laughs> like, just do what you want. Someone's right to question what you want to do with your life. So I have that that part of me too that's like, eh, well, if it doesn't want to do the O, it doesn't want to do the O. Why should I give a shit? Yeah. And then the other part of me is like, are you fucking kidding? <laughs> physique, that physique, not going on stage, crime. <laughs> no, I, I so, agree. It's a big, it's a big push, but any 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 sort of like irritable anger I have towards Keon for not doing the O is just because I think he's so awesome, right. and it's yeah. like. It's I like, hate you because you're awesome. Yeah, I, I hate you because you're so incredible. Maybe we should get him on the show. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I, I said it all the time. Remember I said it at the Bumstead. I'm like, God, I fucking hate you. Like, yeah. <laughs> look at you. Fuck. How could I not hate you? You're That's funny. nice. What a dick. <laughs> yeah, he has small ankles. Yeah, terrible. That's funny. Okay, so Olympia stuff. So I got a lot of questions here. Yeah, I'm afraid okay. to look. So do I. Okay, so the first one I want to start with, because I have stuff to say on this, yes. is um, supersets. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of questions about supersets. And it's hard for me to put into words how I feel about them. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought, because I, I mean, I get, I seem to get a lot of questions on supersets. So this one, the way it's worded, makes me think I cover a lot here. Tell me what you think. There's nothing magical about supersets. No. Your muscle only knows if it gets overloaded enough to trigger adaptation or not. Mm-hmm. It's either you either trigger it or you don't. Facts. So supersetting to me, especially with females, I find... Now, supersetting is very useless or useful, I mean, in some ways, but in other ways, it's way overemphasized. Right. So how do I put this? A superset 
needs to have a purpose. So sometimes I just see people just supersetting exercises because it seems like they just want to feel busy. Yeah. Like I just thought it's either that or they're trying to hurry out of the gym. Yeah. Well, my it gets it gets my heart rate up. So I'm like, I'm gonna get ripped faster. And I'm like, well, no, no, no. Why are you lifting weights? One sec. Donna, come. Come. Donna's getting a Donna's Donna, getting come. talking to you. There oh, you she's go. uh <laughs> I opened the door. I was trying to cool it off in here. It's like, oh fuck, I'll go outside. Thanks. So um so I feel like sometimes people superset just because they're trying to look busy. Right. And I feel like sometimes people write because they want their programs to feel hard. Like, like so many females say, oh, when I superset, though, I, I get my heart rate up more. And I'm like, that's right. cool, but I don't give a shit about your heart rate when you're lifting weights. Like, I don't give a shit what it is. <laughs> I've never asked. I've never asked. I've never asked. <laughs> I've never checked my heart rate once lifting weights. Like, I want you to get stronger and make progression on your exercises and da-da-da-da. So the supersets, the only supersets I really ever do or program are designed to overload muscle. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite supersets is a press to failure right. into a fly movement. Right. And the reason I like the compound first and then the isolation is because, you know, you go to failure with a heavy load on a press movement. Right. And your pecs still have enough left to fire off a fly movement to failure and your triceps won't get crushed and be a limiting factor. Right. Or, or say squatting or leg pressing and then hopping on the extension. Yep. That's another great overload. Now, when people do say standing barbell curls, supersetted with standing dumbbell curls. Right. Yeah. Like you just did two of the same movements back to back. Yeah. That makes barbell zero sense. And the dumbbell yeah. curl. They're just so similar. Yeah. That you basically just could have done a drop set on the first exercise. You could have just grabbed a lighter barbell and called it a drop set. Right. You know what I mean? So it's how it's dressed up. I just feel like it's overemphasized. There's nothing special about it, but I do like the compound to isolation supersets. Mm-hmm. I find those to be the ones where you can like go super deep on them. Right. What are your take? What's your take on supersets? I mean, you really covered a lot of it. And I think for me, because I'm such an advocate of, um, progressive overload. I think you're limiting it because I would much rather see you do those two movements separate and better form on the second one, heavier, and think about the progression. Because I like to control all variables, and when you when you start getting supersets, the controlled variables on the second set are different. Going back to the first set again is now different. Everything is just. I think you're really – there's a time to use a scalpel and there's a time to use a sledgehammer. I think you're using the scalpel too much. Right. You know what I mean? So that's, that's kind of how I, I look at that is, you know, it's kind of uh, similar. A question I get all the time uh, that's, that reminds me of the same thing is, well, how long do you wait between sets? Like, how fucking long it takes? Right. And I know some people are there. If you're an athlete or you're this, if you're trying to build tissue, don't hurry. Yeah. Be ready, I, maximize. I, and I feel the same thing when you're doing a superset. Well, then why not just separate them and knock the shit out of that second movement separately at its highest intensity, its highest weight, its highest form. You know, I use them uh, as little pumps at the end or if I want blood, you know, right. it's comparable to saying a, um, for example, a, I like to do a, a press into like a shoulder press, let's say, 
I would do that completely alone before going into a second movement for delts. But at the very end of a workout and I'm already done, I'll be like, okay, we're going to do laterals, front races, and rear delts all here, all right now, one set. Yeah, yeah. Blood. I, I totally get what you mean. That's why, like, sometimes I'll program hack squats supersetted with extensions at the end of a leg workout. Right. You know, so it's just that crazy, crazy blood stuff that, that yeah. but, but most of the time I find people who do supersets, they would actually get much more out of just staying on the first exercise and doing a rest pause. You know, what I compare it to, and I think maybe this year, I know you'll agree with is it's people love things they can feel, so, oh, but it burns, but it doesn't fucking do anything. Right, it doesn't necessarily mean anything you positive. Know, and that's how I look at that because there's no two ways about it. If I have you do a a straight set of heavy-ass shoulder presses or I have you do a giant set of different lateral movements, you're going to get done with lateral movements and look at me like, you're crazy. It's not going to make you as big, though. Right. <laughs> another thing, another thing, and this is for everybody out there watching the show. If your gym is busy, and you're supersetting a lot of exercises, you're kind of being a dick. Because I own a gym, and we get so many complaints about people who superset multiple things when it's busy. They're like, that guy over there is using three fucking chess machines. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I have to walk over and go, can you not superset when we're full? <laughs> it's fine, you know I mean? Yeah, like... It's it's just a huge pain in the ass for everyone. Why don't you just stay on one exercise and do rest pause sets and drop sets? Yep. Because essentially you would get the exact like, and then move to the next exercise, do a big drop set there. Like you don't have to superset three fucking things. Yeah. I'm using all of this. Yeah, I'm using all of this. It's like no, you can't do that. It'd be a dick. You know, <laughs> if the gym, if it's like you know, 11 a.m. on a Monday and there's 10 people in the gym, fine, knock yourself out, but. You just be considerate about the supersetting when the gym is full, because as a gym owner, and I'm sure you're a big fan of it too. <laughs> I just, you know, what's funny though, and I mean, I, this is I'm gonna get flack for this, but it's true. If you walk away from a piece and I watch you do it two or three times and I need it, it's mine now. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just start using it. If you come back, you can use it when I'm like after my set. But yeah. we are using this now. Yeah, yeah. Because I can't. But my program, my program calls for four things, all supersetted in a row. I'm like, your program calls for a home gym. That's what yeah. your program calls for. Yeah, no, I've, I've said that to so many people. And they actually got it. I had a guy come over. He's like, I was using that. I said, I know. As soon as I'm done with this set, you're going to have it back. I said, I can't wait for you for 30 minutes. Well, yeah, while this is five empty in five-minute increments, I just try to sneak in with them. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I've never had, I mean, and not even, it would be the same if I was 126 pounds. Anyone with the brain would go, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. You got a question? You fire one off. Uh, yeah, I've got a lot of them here. I don't know. Um, oh, God. Yes, this is an important one. Do you still train if you have a cold or the flu? You can answer this and we can move past <laughs> it. <laughs> right now, no. <laughs> because you might have COVID. So, no, definitely do not train if you still have a cold or the flu, unless, of course, you're sure you don't have COVID. Um, or the flu. In the, in the, uh, in the old days, um, my rule was always if I felt sick from the head up, I still went to the gym. Mm-hmm. Like, knack up. So, if I had, like, a little bit of stuffed up or my a bit of a sore throat or just kind of a bit of a head cold or whatever, I would still train. 
Um, but if I had any sort of like, oh, uh, like any sort of lethargy or if my lungs were like I had a cough or anything like that, or if I had any lethargy at all from flu symptoms, I wouldn't train. Um, well, probably snuck a few in, but yeah. <laughs> How much ephedrine can I take to fix this problem? Um, <laughs> I clear this out by the time I'm there. So, yeah. But then I remember Jay Cutler one time said uh, he had a neck up rule. Neck up, neck down. He would still train if he had like a head cold or something. Um, ephedrine is the greatest cold medication on the on the planet. You can skip the Tylenol and all the nonsense you get in the actual cold meds, and you can just take the straight ephedrine, and it'll open up your your yeah. uh, your nasal passages. It'll dry up your eyes, so you don't have runny eyes. It just a complete solution. Plus, it gives you some energy. It's the best cold med out there. That's but, how I, uh, that's how I just, uh, learned. Uh, I learned Sudafed playing hockey. Yeah, yeah. The only thing is, you know, you can't you take Sudafed all the time, you get all the Tylenol in it and stuff too, yeah. right? But I used to, but how I got in introduced there. into that realm was Sudafed. Early, early games and little red pills. Let's do this shit. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> no idea what it was or why. We had that Dimetadrin 25. Oh, well, now you're getting into the real thing. Those are yeah, fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. What about you? Uh, you know what? I, my thing is this. Don't be a selfish asshole. Right. There's a few things. Number one, and I, I will straight up tell somebody. It's, it's like if somebody came to work like, man, I'm so I'm fluid. Yeah. Like if you look like dick. shit. Yeah. How don't bad? You, uh, totally. Totally. Yeah, how bad do you look? That's sick. part of it. And then I also tell my other clients. I just had a guy actually uh, have an issue that he's out of the gym, not from sickness, but for a couple weeks. Um, guys, stay home, get better. Your gains aren't going anywhere. And if you're well enough, if you're not well enough to eat, you shouldn't go to the gym. And if you are well enough to eat and you still probably shouldn't go, then keep up with your food. You know, don't let, don't let fear of losing gains or anything like that be the reason you go to the gym. So, but yeah, and if you feel well enough to go and blast the way that you do when you're 100% healthy, then you're not that sick. So you're okay. Yeah. You know, so I, I definitely would go to the gym with this or that. But if I thought I had the fucking flu, no. Yeah. You know, if you have a temperature, don't go to the gym. We Especially now. <laughs> so, but I mean, even without COVID, that's just, I hate when I see that. You see somebody, I'm like, you're touching everything. You are blatantly sick. Don't get right. sick, asshole. Go ahead. Right. Um, question on um, motivation and setting goals. Uh, someone asked, how do you decide what a mini goal is? How many do you set goals and how major do you set goals? How far ahead did you use to plan? Uh, number one, it's not used to, I still do it. Um, and here's, here's the, the magic is you set your main goal, whatever it is, could be whatever, huge. Uh, and then it's okay. What does it take to get there? That's step two. And then you just further break that down because at the end of the day, how many, well, for bodybuilding, the most many is that today's meals have to be perfect and today's workout has to be perfect. Uh, you know, I, I hate when people say they have this huge goal, like I'm going to turn pro and then there's things missing in their daily routine. Like you have to walk it all the way back. Same thing. If you're going to go become a surgeon, same thing with anything, Get the main goal and work it as tiny as you can so you know how to succeed. 
You know, it's really that simple. And if you don't take the time to put together a plan of how to get there, then just stop. You're not getting there anyways. It'd be like having the goal of becoming a surgeon and you forgot to uh, take that really big step of, I don't know, going to college. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I sort of get what they mean. Like, I, I mean, I was setting essentially, I guess the, this, the lowest level of goals was I was setting the logbook goals every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just, I, I think one of the problems that you can run into is some people, they look at what their main dream would be and it's so overwhelming that it staggers them because they don't break it down into just the daily stuff that they can accomplish just like you were saying you know the reason that you have to set small goals mini goals is because those are the ones that you actually accomplish like you get your wins yeah you need your wins um so you know i always had the logbook goals obviously and then i had body weight goals you know I would be like, you know, I want to hit 280 by the end of, you know, August or whatever the fuck I was doing. Right. And um, so I had logbook goals with weights. I had uh, body weight goals with scales. And then I had like dates on the calendar circled for when I started my prep. And I had days on the calendar circled for the day of the show and da, 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 da. And I would lay it all out ahead of time. I would sit down with a calendar, like a real calendar. And I would well, count paper. months. Full, you know, wall calendar, and I would like prep starts here, and I would you know go ahead on the months. I put the show day one week out. Da 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 da. I got my phone still. <laughs> you know, and 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 that calendar would be on my wall. And I even did the thing where I xed off the days several years. I would x off the days as they went, and I would write little things on there. You know, um, sort of little notes that would tie in with my logbook. I did that sort of stuff for goal setting. That wow. visual stuff too, to inter- interrupting you on purpose, is so much more powerful than people think. Yeah, uh, I really think that more people who are falling short on goals don't understand that. Uh, actually, okay, so when I get something big, I still go to Staples and buy the big calendar because there is absolutely a difference between writing it down, seeing it on the calendar. How about the day that you don't get to put the X because you didn't have a perfect day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you look up at a calendar and you see six of those during a month, that's a wake-up call. And without yeah. the visual, people fall short because I'm, you know, I've had that. I'm doing pretty good. And then if you walk them backwards, it's like, you know, you fucked up six days out of twenty-eight. You're doing yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And this it will it, not get you there. And that's, but that's a good thing because if you do fall short, you're like, oh man, I gotta get my shit together. Yeah. And that's the difference that people, you know, this every time the word motivation comes up. Um, the word I hate. Go ahead. Yeah. It, <laughs> you know, that's like motivation's like fun and yeah. easy. And it's like a gift that falls from the sky and lands in your head and gives you like three hours of superpower. Right. That's how I see motivation. But it's discipline that gets you through the rest of it. You know, this. I try not to bring it up because our bodybuilding show, but this has a lot to do with my new hobby. Like I'm seeing all these parallels with how my brain has been pounded by bodybuilding. You know, like someone the other day, I posted some bike stuff and someone said like, how long have you been working on some of these things? Like you just started riding again. Like how many hours have you put in? And I was like, oh, I probably did that trick. I probably tried it 200 times before I pulled it off. Right. And they were just like, how do you stay motivated? 
Like that must be like like you know <laughs> Your the whole. Brain doesn't even understand the question. <laughs> yeah, and I I just well it so I I was trying I was putting it into I was trying to think like why do I feel the need to do that trick? Why did I do it two hundred times for and then finally pull it off? Why did I do that? And for some reason, I made a promise to myself that I was going to learn it. Right. And you know what I mean? I made a promise to myself. I'm like, I'm going to learn that trick. And I I can't break that promise to myself. Right. And there's a huge part of that's what discipline is. It's, It's keeping promises to yourself. Right. And when you keep promises to yourself over and over and over, it reinforces that in you. It it makes you more powerful. It makes you more get stuff done. It makes you more stop looking at you stop looking at the negative. You ignore the distractions. You don't listen to the haters. Mm-hmm. You're you you realize the value of keeping a promise to yourself. And you're like, well, I said I was going to do this. I said it yep. to myself. Mm-hmm. So I don't give a shit what anyone says or thinks. I I'm I, it's it's fucking time to go. Yep. And. uh so yeah, like uh, you know, bodybuilding is a great way to practice keeping promises to yourself. Right. You know, over and over and over and fucking over again. Like how many what? thousand promises do you think you've kept to yourself specifically bodybuilding related? Oh god, couldn't tens imagine. of thousands, little mini promises. Yeah. You what know. About, let me ask you this though, because it's like it's just popping my head on that subject. You know, as I have altered my views on a lot of things over the last couple of years. I used to say that bodybuilding was selfish. It's a selfish sport. It's all about me. Um, And it is by definition, but as I've become more successful, uh, not financially, but with people um, and with life, I've realized that you're supposed to be selfish. If you don't take care of you and the things you want to do, you can't take care of other things. Or if you put other things in front of you, you fall short on your things and that impacts things. I'm just curious when you look, because as you said that, like the promise to yourself, I've really altered where it it would sound selfish to explain, but I literally have what I need to do to achieve what I need to do. And that is the most important thing every single day to me, unless something plows its way through that must be attended to. And even then I say, okay, well that has to be handled, but how do I get this done also? That's that. So the value of selfishness to right now, everyone seems to have this negative view of that word. But Mm -hmm. to me, you should always be selfish enough to want your life to be good enough that you're not a burden on others. Mm-hmm. Like that's a responsibility of yours is to not be a burden on others. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that's it's like your duty as an adult to not require other people to fucking take care of you. And as best you can, I've just always felt that way. That's why I'm very, you know, free market minded and very business minded. And I'm like, it's not that I'm greedy and I want to like have a, a I, I want a life that no one else has to support. Right. Like I don't want to be a burden on the system. I don't want to be a burden on other people. I don't want to be a burden on my parents or my brother or like I want to be totally self-sufficient. And 
I mean, you have to have a certain amount of selfishness to put those things ahead of a whole bunch of other stuff. Right. Yeah, you're going to have to disappoint some other people. Sorry, my business is more important than you right now. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So there's a real value in just being you know, self-sufficient. And it doesn't mean, you know, greedy, rich or anything like that. It just means like no one has to fucking worry about you. Right. I like you know? that. That's why I was curious to answer. Because I used to say that uh, with training partners earlier in my career, I, I wasn't as good at setting lines of of what happens when you walk into the gym. Now, people who train with me know they don't have to ask the fuck the world knows. But um, I remember at one point I had a training partner that was kind of like whining a little bit to me about his personal life during the workout. And I remember it came out so smoothly on accident and so ugly. I said, hey, I really care. I just don't right care now. right now. Yeah. And I told him, I'm like, so look, if you got to go and that's where your head is, then by all means, man, handle your shit. Because you need to, you need to worry about you over me. So if this right. has got your head, you don't need to be in here with me. That's fine. That's your business. But yeah. this is mine. Yeah. And you got to figure it the fuck out. And I'm sorry. If you can't figure it out, we'll go try to figure it out somewhere else. Right, Actually, right, right. <laughs> you know, and it's, yeah. but it's, but it's a positive thing because it's the same thing with Matt and I. A lot of people say, well, why don't you and Matt, are you guys going to train together again soon when he comes back? And my answer is always, I'm not sure. Because Matt has things that are more important to Matt than the gym. Yeah. His business. And there's nothing more important than, than me. Yeah. So it really depends on what he can do. But right. I can't have someone in and out. And I surely don't expect him to sacrifice the things that are more important to him because I want a bodybuilding training partner. I have right, people right, that right. are already around that have that. So I'm, I'm glad that's your answer because I think that that's where people get off kilter. It's like, well, I can't because, you know, I get that all the time. Well, my mom says or my wife says or my girlfriend says. And if it's a girlfriend, I'm like, oh, well. How important is this? Hugely. Get rid of her. Yeah. She's not the one. And they always think I'm trying to be like the top. I'm like, man, I've had my heart broken, been up, down, sideways. Fuck her. Move on. That's, You're going to end eventually, so do it today. One of the things that I will say that I did right. Well, who knows? Maybe it was completely wrong, but it seems right. <laughs> so far. <laughs> so far. <laughs> is, um, you know, I, I, I had some fan- – I've had a pretty, how do I put this? I've, I've made oh, good, sorry, I've, <laughs> I've made, I've made mostly very good dating choices. I've the, the, the women that I've had like, you know, long-term relationships with have been wonderful people. Right. So I made some good choices there, which I take credit for. I right. mean, I could have made some way worse choices. Trust me. I thought about them. Um, <laughs> so I did good there. I did myself, I did myself some favors there. Mm-hmm. But also, I never entered into a relationship ever with a girl who wasn't supportive of my bodybuilding. Like, I always had a good radar for that. Like, right off the bat, like, first date, a girl would be like, so how serious are you about all this getting big stuff? And I'd be like, oh, I'm going to be a pro bodybuilder. Right. Like, it's eat, sleep, train. I got, like, 10 years at least. Right. And if there's a second date after that, they're okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. If they don't come back around for that, you're, you're also okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I know guys that like, it's real struggle because they're trying to date someone who doesn't really like bodybuilding. It's just always a problem and it's always an obstacle. I heard that and it was nice. Oh, fucking beast. Do you know what I mean? And it's always a problem. Of course, there's also those guys that are just maniacs and they shouldn't be bodybuilding. So yeah. of course their bodybuilding is a problem. Yeah. 
it, no. lines to everything, but but you're right. It's if it is important and you are, I mean, hell, if you're not balanced, but whatever, it's something. It's just like anything else. If it was your schooling to become a surgeon, what would you do? Because for you, it is. I think that's where people dumb it up. I've had this before, and we're kind of all over the place, but I'm trying to drive it home. Uh, I actually had someone recently say to me, "Man, you're." You're a lot more uh, like well thought and versed than I thought you would be. Um, you ever wish you weren't just a trainer? And I remember thinking, I make three times the money you make, uh, <laughs> and, and I'm doing exactly what I want to do. But my point was like, man, I think some people view it that way. So if you were, if if your girlfriend knew you had to study your ass off to become a surgeon, she'd be like, well, he's becoming a surgeon. But it's a struggle because he wants to be a pro bodybuilder. You know what I mean? It's mm. like whatever your goal is, I don't care if you want to be the best underwater basket weaver on the planet, then it's got to be the most important. If someone doesn't support him, just cut it, cut it, cut it. Move on. Yeah. Relationship yeah. advice. Yeah. One on one from a guy who's York. He's on the counter or something. I don't know. Anyways. Okay. I got one. Shoot. Oh, damn. We don't go down this road often, Dusty. Oh, boy. I don't know if I'm ready. Go. Okay. First time in bed with a girl. Yes. Don't do the alphabet. It's not the thing. <laughs> that's a lie. Oh, that's not what you meant. Go ahead. First time in bed with a girl. What are your biggest turn-ons and turn-offs? Well, turn-offs. <laughs> Turn-offs would be if the light is off, because that's not fucking happening. Um, <laughs> so true. <laughs> I, I'm like, well, then why are we doing this? I, yeah, I just, I, I hit the lights that I've had specially installed, and I turn them to the exactly the right amount. That's this normal, right? This is yeah. odd. Why is there a tripod there? Don't worry about that. Don't worry about tripod. <laughs> that's day three. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I would say, God. You're gonna you're gonna jump first. I've got some. You know me. I'm gonna go way too deep with this uh, thought process. Well, you know how confidence is, yes. is a huge one. Like if I'm in bed with you, I want I I've already decided I want to be there. Yeah, I'm invested. We're here. So even if it's a terrible decision, but don't like someone who's confident and okay with themselves in in all the ways. That's huge. Yes. You know the lights off covers up. That's not really that fun. Yeah. Also, uh, dead starfish. Not my thing. Right, right. I don't do that, so you're not allowed to either. You don't, don't know if you. I'm. I would really like to have like a. You're not a dead starfish, are you? Because I don't want to do this. It's, right. No, no. Um. You know. But yeah, confidence is huge. Um. You know what's funny though, and I hate to rewrite the guy's question, but all of the things that would matter to me are typically minus dead starfish, uh, decided before the fact. Yeah. Like, yeah, sense of humor. Hoe, I've already, I'm already out. Like if I'm like, man, I'm fishing with dynamite over here. Uh, come here, D. Donna. She just jumped off the fucking counter, an actual counter. Uh, and she's totally fine. Uh, they, uh, that stuff would make sure I didn't ever get there. So yeah, I think the biggest thing would be, uh, and, I, and I'm so straightforward. I think I'd cover the lights and all that before time as well. Right, right. <laughs> like, real quick, before we do this, uh, these are all on, yeah? Okay, we're good. 
<laughs> moving forward. Excellent. Also, there, there. You know what? First time, I like. I, I, I want. Uh, it's nice if they just go for it on something too. <laughs> you know, like don't hold back. Like try to yeah. try to shock me. I'm all good with that. Okay. Also all remember, right. it's the the side of the neck, not the front. We're not trying to die here. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to bleed to death. Yeah, but a scratch is fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, okay. let's see here. Your turn. Yes, and, and mine are going to be so much more wild than those. That's the only um, sex one I got, so we're okay, Dusty. That's good. Uh, oh, I hate this. It's so difficult. Top five best TV series you've watched. Oh, God. And you're going to miss some, and we're going to make mistakes along the way. But, okay, so I'm, I, I, I think we're going to rapid fire back and forth, okay? Seinfeld is in. Yeah, Seinfeld's in. So you have your own list, or we're doing it together? Uh, yeah, we're going to do it together. We're, we might do 10 of them, but we're going to do it together. Go. Okay, so Seinfeld's on both our list. Yep. Um, God damn. That's tough. Got to throw Sons of Anarchy on there. Absolutely. Breaking Bad? That's on Yes. List. It's a solid one for sure. Um, obviously, uh, Peaky Blinders for me. Oh, I haven't seen it yet, so I can't say. I'm, I started it. I got. Yeah, Peaky's on mine. Um, okay. Uh, are you down with Dexter being on your list? I'm cool with that. Okay. I'm, I got Dexter for sure. Uh, Even the wacky ending. I didn't really. Okay. Start. How about this oh, though? Okay. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get what I consider bold with what I've just listed, but because I've watched so many. I can't ignore like a Friends because I watched it so many times when I was younger. Fair enough. I almost <laughs> said Cheers. Okay, so see, we're on the same list. I'm like, a few I, know years older not, than I know we're not jamming on Sons of Anarchy level, but that's yeah, fun yeah. shit. <laughs> well, Cheers was massive back in the day, man. I mean, Cheers was, they put Seinfeld after Cheers to help it out. That's comical. Like to get signed, like that was the slot, right? You throw it on Thursday night after Friends and, and catch them because they're already watching. You know, you do Friends, Cheers, Seinfeld. Or, I can't remember what the lineup was, but it was like Thursday night was big, you know? Well, I had a, a run and I'm not going to put it on my top five because that would be dumb. But I have to mention it is is you, you can't get away from some of the cartoon series. I mean, you know, Cartman and crew have have led oh. the future. Many, many times. South Park South Park is the greatest political show of all time. Oh, I fucking love I mean, like I said, I'm not going to put it in my top five, but I have to mention South Park because it's amazing. There's so many gems that I look back or things will happen in the show. And then like a week and a half later or or how you notice how I, a lot of people don't realize they're not as OCD as you and I. But South Park will go all the way down to making sure that the background on the present is correct. Like there was a Hispanic woman, there was a black man, there were two white guys. Like and it's all perfect. Yeah, yeah. Exactly what you saw in real life. <laughs> they're they're amazing. They're amazing at what they do. No one has ever done it better than them. Um, that's that's a great one. And of course, for me, I have to say, like, if you ask me what is the most hours of television I've ever watched. I would say probably all the Star Treks combined. Right, which of course I've I, never seen. I watched all of those seasons multiple times, and that's a lot of hours. Yeah. So yeah, that's 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 my list. We got a pretty close one. I started a new show. I have a recommendation. What is it? Season one was great. We just wrapped season one last night. Billy Bob Thornton has a show Love called it. Goliath. 
Okay. And it's on Amazon Prime. What's Donna doing? I'm keeping an eye on her before she jumps off the damn counter again. <laughs> yeah, <it's only> <laughs> but I'm listening. Go ahead. So Billy Bob Thornton has a show called Goliath on Prime. He's like a, kind of an old – he's like an amazing lawyer that's kind of turned into a drunk. Right. You know, he's like the best lawyer anyone knew, but he's kind of a drunk now. Right. And and um, he he goes – he takes this case that's like an unwinnable case against a weapons manufacturer with the biggest law firm in the world. Right. And so that's essentially Goliath, right? It's right, him obviously. taking on Goliath. But he's just like – you know, he's living in a Venice apartment. He's driving like an old rusted out Mustang. He's a drunk. He's just, but it's a great cast. But he's and, still uh, a phenomenal lawyer. <laughs> and he's awesome in it because Billy Bob can act, right? Oh, he's phenomenal. He's, he's great. So I recommend Goliath to anyone that's uh, got Amazon Prime and is looking for a great show. They're three seasons deep, so we're we're getting there. Oof, yeah, well, I'll check that out. I've got a list. I got in a little trouble this weekend with Matt for ignoring some of his recommendations. So I got to get back. So, okay, here. I got lots of questions, man. I do too. We don't have enough hours. <laughs> Share some peak week stories. How do you distract the monkey mind and make it through the toughest week? Man, all right. So here's the thing. Number one, it's not the toughest week. I don't know why it's the toughest week. You're already done. Like, I think that's the biggest step is if it's the toughest week, you fucked up the 12 weeks before. Fact. Right. It's not tough. Don't make it tough. Don't do anything drastic. I have to remind people that anything that can make you drastically better can make you drastically worse. Um, so keep that in mind. I am a gigantic proponent of shooting for 90, 95%. Because if you're peeled, you're going to be perfectly fine at that. When you shoot for 100%, 80 is always a possibility. Um, right. And things to think about. I think most guys miss with that. But I think the biggest thing is, is if you, I, th I think tur like what he was saying, it's the mental thing more than anything. If you executed like you were supposed to, if you did your long-term goal and you executed on your short-term goals, relax. You're as good as you could possibly be. And if anything, the mistakes were made, they're already done. And whomever, uh, if someone beats you, then awesome. They must've been fucking awesome. Right. You know, I mean, that's really how I look at it. Um, for me, like my greatest experience with that. Hold, please. Meeting a dog. <laughs> Dusty's Airbnb <sighs> life. Oh, look at that sweater. That's ridiculous. With the sweater. With the sweater over the top. It's got diamonds in it. Um, but no, like was nailing junior nationals. Uh, everyone assuming I was going to win and not winning. Uh, because Matt Loudon was awesome and I had right. no issue with him beating me. Um, he was surprised. I quickly looked and said, how could he beat me here, here, here? Okay, perfect. Um, and it was a non-issue, but again, there was, I remember leading that show, my first national show, and you're supposed to be all amped up. I did everything. If I got destroyed, that's the best I could be. If I won the whole thing, best I could be. Doesn't matter. You know, I think most people... This is why I hammer people on the whole idea of, no, I don't think one cookie is going to fuck you, but I bet you it enters your brain if you get second. Right. You'll be what thinking about, about it later. What about you? I, I never really had, like, she says monkey brain. Um, I don't know. I was just so focused on the process. 
just mm-hmm. one day at a time, one day at a time, you know, don't freak out. Just don't look too far ahead either. Like that's another thing is like Monday people are like, Oh my God, my show's on Saturday. I'm like, that's fine. But today's just a Monday. Today's Bruce. just a Monday. Like you should already have everything done. Your yep. trunks, your suit, your music, your posing routine it should all be done. So you should just be like, ah, just have Monday, Monday shoulder day. I'm just going to do a Monday, just like last Monday. And then I got Tuesday and then Wednesday. And then maybe, you know, you got to catch a flight somewhere or something's got to like, you know, things don't. But even that, that crazy you make sure you're organized, right? Like just, yeah, you're already, the more organized you are ahead of time, the more prepared you are, the easier that last week gets, mm-hmm. you know, it should eventually in the right circumstances, almost be a non-event. Like I just had a figure competitor win a show on the weekend. And I mean, really she pretty much didn't even notice a thing until like Friday morning. She didn't have, have to, to do spray cardio. you now. <laughs> yeah. Friday she had to get a spray tan and like she ate a little bit, a little bit more food on Thursday, Friday. And that was it. You know, she didn't but put think about the early. execution is the same. It's, Get the plan executed. Get yeah. Execute. Yeah. I know, you know, all the normal stuff. Like if you do have monkey brain and you've got too much free time on your hands, because I know a lot of people kind of block off their calendar the last week, which I do too. Um, I don't know. Just watch some movies. Relax. Try to remove your brain from bodybuilding too. I used to watch, uh, I used to watch some TV or watch a movie on Friday night often. Right. Just sort of step me out of the brain, you know, just take a couple hours off worrying about everything. So, you know, just relax, relax and enjoy it. You're supposed to kind of stay calm that week too. Don't run yourself ragged. People plan 30 fucking things for the final week. Right. You know, I got like the mistake some first time competitors make. Like I had a client one time, he says to me, he's like, yeah, you know, I, I got a photo shoot Tuesday and then I got another one Thursday and then I, and then, uh, and then, you know, Friday I was going to get a few shots at the gym after I get my tan sprayed on. And I was like, you booked three photo shoots for the week before a show. I booked one for Sunday. And he's Monday, like, yeah. And I'm like, after I'm like cancel all of them and do them after like just so much hassle for you to worry about. That's what I think anyways. Agreed. Um, I got a good one. Uh, three and a half weeks out and you get sick flu parentheses. Uh, WWDD, what would Dusty do? Um, <laughs> that was written because I obviously didn't put it for the show. Um, but I wanted to answer that one specifically myself because this goes hand in hand with a, another question I got the other day. Someone asked me 16 week web or 12 week. And I said, however long you think it takes to get ready, add four weeks. And this is why. Because you do get sick, you do get injured, people, things, shit happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what Dusty would do would be stay home sick, uh, get better, and I'd be perfectly fine because I'd be ahead of schedule. And all would be well. Uh, yeah. Where people screw up is it's going to take me 10 weeks to get ready, so I'm going to start dieting 10 weeks out, but I'm kind of ease into it, and I'm really going to start dieting nine weeks out, and I'm already fucking behind, and then I get sick. Yep. Yep, that's exactly true. That's it. Um, what you know, you should expect things to happen, like plan for them. Have you ever had a prep that like nothing went wrong? I mean, I mean, absolutely nothing. I've never. 
Yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs> if I have, I, I probably am shocked. But I, thinking back, but it, but whatever did happen was never a game changer because I had more than enough time. Right. You know, don't be afraid of those little breaks. So yeah, hopefully this person is uh, is was ahead. You're okay. up. I'm up. I asked the question and did the answer. Oh, yeah, I guess you I did. Was, I would fucking took over. Sorry. Got I agree with you on that one. That's full agreement. Plan ahead. Expect to get sick. Um, bunch of questions about the warehouse closing. That's funny. Yeah, I had a bunch of those too. So many yeah. of those. You covered that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember your answer to this. Uh-huh. Because we talked about it before. I know I've told it my story a couple of times, but what was the most jaw-dropping bodybuilder you've ever seen actually in person with your own eyes? Uh mine is easy and it's it's and I've seen everybody, so it's not it's not that he was the most jaw-dropping, it was just the moment. Um Kai Green at McFit, fully covered in clothing, um, walking up the stairs that I was going down. I remember I remember it being the first time that a man passed me and I turned and looked at him as he walked away like you would a beautiful woman. Right. Because like, I was that? just in awe. And I've always known. I've seen Kai. I've known Kai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what it was was he was wearing these red uh, max muscle pants with a white stripe that I owned that are absolutely enormous in the quads. And the quad portion of those pants looked like leggings. And I just remember because I own them and I could probably fit literally two of my legs in them. And I'm like, what in the, f I mean, Manitar. Yeah. Like, what is this? And it was yeah, just crazy. It was that impressive. So and it's always funny because I saw Ronnie walk out in 2003 Olympia, but there was something about seeing someone in person just normal and just and just having yeah. that, that reference in my head of knowing exactly how big those pants are. It was it was more of a realization than had I measured his quads. Yeah. So <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. I saw Dorian 10 days after the 93 Olympia from 10 feet away. Guest pose front row. Right. Obviously mind boggling, but yeah. especially because I'm only 18 at the time. So especially just like and then. And then I saw Ronnie in 2003. I saw him come out on stage, but I also managed to get halfway backstage because my friend was in the show right? and I had a pass. And so I got kind of back there a little bit and Ronnie was like just right, like 15 feet away from me, moving around, like moving his arms around, getting, and I was just like, what the fuck? Like, he was crazy. But both of those guys were like in contest shape, dieted in their so posing trunks. Yeah, it's like I expected them to look like that. But I remember when I met Marcus Rule at the booth in like 2008. Right. And he was full blown, like 350 pounds. He told me how much he weighed. He was like 150 kilos. Right. I'm 152. And I was like, what the fuck? And I did the math. I'm like, oh, my God, he's like 350. And like that was just on like to just see that much you know, that much human being underneath one head. Yeah, well, he's, just, he's already so wide. It's kind of like a, I, I always envision because I, I tell people all the time, like Matt. Biggest is, he ever was. Matt, Matt is one of the widest people I know. Right. Like if he was skinny, he's structurally wide. 
Yeah. I couldn't imagine what he would look like at like 320. Yeah. It would look like me at 380. I mean, just because there's so much there. This was massive. Yeah, he's oh, he's mad. I mean, you've seen him now retired. He's still he's huge. still a massive fucking man. Yeah, so that was the biggest on, on that seen. on that front. I want to twist because I've had experience with it. So when I was a kid, there were a couple bodybuilders in my area that were just huge, the biggest, freakiest fucking guys I'd ever seen, and I remember looking at them and thinking, "Wow." I'll never be like that. And then obviously my career has moved on and I've seen a couple of them post throwback pictures from back then. And it's funny how your reference point changes everything. Cause I'm like, Oh, you were never very big. <laughs> like, yeah. And you didn't, cause I mean, I'm telling you when I was a kid, I was like, Holy shit. Oh yeah. Have God you God. seen that? Yeah, and then yeah. literally I look back and I'm like, no, no, he was huge. No, he wasn't. That was that was it. Okay. <laughs> it's just weird how your reference point changes because that's how I feel even with myself when somebody will say, Man, you're huge. I'm like, no, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, is it me again? If you have one fire. So now I'm looking. <clears throat> Keep getting new ones as we're talking because it's still open. Okay. That was a good one. Um, this is an interesting question, but I don't know if I have the answer to it. You might. In your opinion, actually, I know how to run this. In your opinion, who's the best IFBB pro who's not competed or qualified for an Olympia? Oh. Oof. Shit. <laughs> the best IFBB pro who's never qualified for the Olympia. Or or competed in it, so they could have qualified or not. It's funny because in my head, what I wanted to do Richard with this, Jones. True, but the perfect answer. I was actually thinking of stepping it back, but because he said IFBB Pro, because there are so many phenomenal bodybuilders I can think of who never turned pro. Yeah, so I'm thinking Richard Jones turned pro, but he never did a pro show, did he? Uh, I don't think he did any. If he did, he did one and walked away quickly. And I the USA's, and everyone is like, "Oh, it's the second coming of Sean Ray." And then he'd retired like immediately. I don't think he did a, he might've done a pro show. I just can't remember. But yeah, yeah so like I'm just thinking. Richard wow, Jones. Chris Cook. Oh, Chris Cook. Did he, he never did a pro show? Never did Olympia. That was the question. Oh, I thought you meant he never, I thought you said never competed. No, never qualified or competed in the Olympia. Oh, I thought you meant competed period. So, okay, so Richard Jones is up there. Chris Cook would be up there. Man. I mean, there's probably a pretty solid list I'm missing because I just don't know who didn't. But those two I know didn't and were phenomenal. Um, God. Yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Everyone's Googling Richard Jones now. God, he's so. I still awesome. see that. I still see the picture on the one knee that they had on the cover of uh, of MD after he won. You know, yeah, the that, twisted ab shot or whatever. That's you want why to call everyone it. was saying, "Oh, like he's just a little bit taller, a little bit bigger version of Sean Ray." Yeah, he would just be. He, he could. It's one of those things where you have to wonder to yourself. Like I really believe he was was a better 
version of Sean Ray in right. time. Um, but he's also a prime example to me of a guy who I look at and say, I don't think he made a bad decision walking away. No, I mean, he went and did something else with his university degree, didn't he? Yeah. So, but, it, but even if he didn't, like, that's where people mess up, man. And it's so funny to me. I've become like a, a I'm like a split personality of somebody who's like, do whatever the fuck it takes. And then on the flip, it's like, well, if it doesn't make you happy, don't do it. <laughs> well, it can be the same you know so it's a funny uh a process but yeah those would be my my two answers for that what what did you think of um the whole you know uh kick up with with people being mad at sean ray for his commentary and then people starting that petition and tagging fuad in it and fuad doing the video saying hey listen i, I i'm not really into this sort of overly harsh let them handle it. I don't want to be tagged in all this stuff. What did you think of that whole thing? Um, I mean, I think, and, and here, and Fuad might give me shit for this, and that's fine. I don't think Fuad should have said a damn word. Um, because unless he was fearful that someone thought he might have started it. Um, because I think, what I, I, I think he do, felt like it was, I think he felt like it was like his fans that were being the harshest and he was kind right. of, ah, and fuck it, guys. And, just. It, and it might be, and I don't, like I said, I don't disagree when I say he shouldn't have said anything. I mean, it is what it is. No big deal. But the bottom line is, uh, those who said it is because that's who they want to see commentate. And I don't disagree with them. I think Fuad would fucking kill it. Um, and I think the bottom line is, is Sean Ray dug his own grave if the fans don't want to hear him anymore because let's be honest and i and i don't you might think sean's the greatest thing since sliced bread but enough people think he's a fucking dick that the it's like this if if i'm following somebody who's above me in a business sense and they're telling me a long list of them say joe blow is a dickhead well, then I just want Joe Blow gone. And I don't really necessarily know all the way why. Or I then go look at Joe Blow. Like, oh, he is a dick. We should let him go. So I, I don't disagree. And I think fans are just trying to be heard. And to me, as, the, as, a, as a business, and it's so funny. We're having a conversation about this with the Airbnb I'm in and other businesses that we've collectively had in our lives with Matt and I. And it's like, I want to know what the fans want. I want to know what my guests want. I want to know what they think is wrong. And the cool thing is, it's fine. I don't need to make a big spiel about it. I don't hire Sean Ray for the commentating. I hire Fuad and we see what happens. Right. Kind of like a sponsorship. If Mutant doesn't re-sign me next year, they didn't fire me. Right. They didn't re-sign. The contract for the Olympia that year is done. And they paid you and you did your thing and you're gone. And next year they hired Fuad. And next year they might say, let's, let's hire Sean Ray. Right. I, I, I totally think I understand how Fuad felt like when he did that video and he was like, Hey guys, can you just stop tagging yeah, me and all yeah. this stuff? At least don't make it look like I'm pushing it. I totally got that because I, I think I would have felt the same way. I would have been like, can you guys not involve me in all this hate? Like, right. I get that you're pissed off. You guys can post what you want, but just, can you not tag me and then tag Sean? and tie us together in all these posts. I, I could see myself feeling that because I'm just that type of person to where I would be like, ah, it's a little ugly for me. I'd rather not be involved. Um, right. And then he, you know, he said, hey, like they already know that a lot of people want to hear me. Right. <laughs> are, Which is already cool. yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch his whole video. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that might be why I see that part a little different, but I see what you're saying. Like, yeah, they do know. And 
you're not leading the charge. But yeah, like it's no, it's not news to them. This this mad angry post that you're making isn't news to them. They already know. So well, plus, um, you know, Fulad's never been one that was that shied away from saying what he thought. So you know, he he's publicly said I think Sean is dick. Um, and he doesn't like the way he, or I shouldn't say that he doesn't like the way he downs on the bodybuilders. He said the same about Dorian, but he doesn't downplay their greatness. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I like Fuad cause he's, because he's not a pussy and he says what he thinks, but he's always respectful. True. That's why the fans love him too, though. You know, like I think generally people don't mind if you're angry or upset or have a strong opinion if you show respect and let the other person say their bit, yep. I think people are really, really okay with that generally. But um, so Fuad does well, even when he's, you know, really far to one side on a subject, he's respectful of the process of discussing it. So that's important. Here's one. Do you ever use any, would you recommend any pump products before you go on stage? Do you mess around with that stuff the day of the show? I don't. Never have. Don't for clients if they if they want to. Um, as long as I, as long as it's something they've been using, I'm okay with it because I know how it affects their stomach and everything else. Um, right. But I'm I'm a stickler for not changing shit at the end because take a pump product. What if it blows you? What if what? Right. And I right. think that we also get way too caught up in. I'm not as vascular as I was three days ago, or I'm more pumped, or the next day I was way more vascular in the morning. It's like, well, you ain't fucking dog shit all day. And you, yeah. and you rehydrated. Of course you're more vascular. So, yeah, with pumps, I don't, because I find, especially if you've, if you've handled, again, your last week properly as far as your not training and your hydration and your eating, I mean, you ever notice that, like, you go backstage and you do like 15 K or uh, uh, banded laterals and your delts look like they're going to explode. Yeah. Hopefully I've had, I've yeah. had pain. Well, I have had, I had pain every single time uh, on a pump, like a close grip push up off a bench because my food is where it's supposed to be. My water is where it's supposed to be. And right. I don't need a pump product. How about you? I, 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 so I definitely did use, um, I mean, I got signed by mutant in 2011 and I used Mutant Pump every workout since. It's been my favorite pump product of all time. It doesn't even have citrulline-based pump product. I've always loved it. Mm -hmm. And I never, ever thought it did anything negative to me because I took it every workout. Right. So I always took that backstage, like, you know, 40 minutes before going out. Don't know if it helped or not because you're kind of a little dehydrated and things don't work normally. It's not like you're in the gym. But um, I would always just take it anyways. Right. But I never force anyone to take it. I don't write them into people's programs. I don't have people drinking crazy cocktails of stuff backstage. And, mm -hmm. you know, I see one guy's like guzzling citrulline, like, oh, it's 10 grams of citrulline. And he's like guzzling it. I'm like, well, now you just have half a liter of fluid in your stomach. Just say it's also a liter of water. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, I, I again, you know, the sodium, uh, making sure you're not, like, you know, sodium depleted from diuretic use or not using enough or fucked up your hydration. Those are all far more pump related than anything you're going to take supplement wise the day of the show. Mm -hmm. Agreed? Yeah, for sure. I think the same thing about uh, all these. I get a lot of clients like, oh, you know, do you, you, you're a big pusher on uh, Viagra or something before you go to the gym. And I'm oh, like, no. So I'll tell you, I've, I've seen it 
10 times, probably. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen someone on stage with a heart on? No, but I could see it happening if I took a bunch of Viagra. I've seen it about 10 times. I'm like, that guy's got a heart on. That's kind of awkward. I bet he took Cialis or Viagra. Right. I've seen that on stage where they right. kind of have like a halfway semi, like, <laughs> like you know, the steamer that kind of points out front, you know, it's like not, it's not like up, but it's like, it's heavy, you know, it's got some weight to it. It's really, really sticking out there in a way. It's the perfect way to load your trunks, but you know, it's a little bit awkward when people are like, Oh my God, I think that guy's a hard on like, you know, I, I always think it's funny too, because I've had not a lot of room in those trunks. So like, you know, things want to poke out and spring out in all directions. I always laugh because it's a, only women who have been in the sport with you uh, and or slept with you or anything else understand that a typical bodybuilder is like, where do I put this so it's not the subject of conversation? I don't care if you have a, a normal junk or some giant thing. You're like, I think it's funny. People are like, it looks like those guys have no dicks. I'm like, well, they're trying to get rid of it in any way possible they don't want like this like awkward knobby thing poking out through the trunk yeah. they want to like tuck it down you're get it nice down tuck. i always have like you're tuck tuck it down it. don't tuck, tuck it up tuck it you down tuck, you don't tuck it between the legs yeah <laughs> but you, you you know you kind of get the balls and everything and you still want it to look like a nice full package because you don't want to do yourself any like unfavors you know what i mean so you pull the nuts forward <laughs> But you fold the cock play down. by play for you guys. Yeah, who can't figure so it's, it out. <laughs> nuts up, dick down, wrapped as one package, sealed in the trunk. You guys still have nuts to talk about. That's cool. Yeah, I have no idea what that's like. It should be comfy. It should be comfy. You know? <laughs> but it's funny because I, I, that's I'm like, why would I want to go to the gym? I remember when I got my first trunks from CJ back when yep. I started from CJ, and there was like a liner in the dick part. So you don't have like, a head. Oh, real. Yeah, you don't want that like knob like stretching against the skin. You know, you see like the knob just busting out. I yeah. laugh. There's a uh, there's a friend of mine. Uh, I can't say friend. I fucking terrible. A human that I know who bodybuilds, and I always laugh because you can you could you could literally tell he posts up his pictures on on the internet and purposely is making sure you can see his shit. And I want to mess him. Be like, dude, you have a wife. I don't care if you have an 18-inch dick oh, what or... Is he, is he laying the dick across the underwear? Like, so you can perfectly see it. So it's like, if I took that picture and I was going to post it, I'm dead serious. I don't care what I've got packing. If I was... I'd be like, okay, we're going to Photoshop the freaking mushroom head line off because that's You're dumb. put a monkey head on it yeah, or something. Or something. So I'm like, so every time you post I laugh because I'm like, well, you just want to remind people you have a penis. Cool. Right, right. Because I know you don't notice that shit before you put it up, and I'm sure plenty of people are like, "Thanks for the cockpit, dude." I uh, when's the last time you saw a Dom Mazzotti video? You know the bro science videos? Yeah, I haven't seen him in a minute, but yeah, I love his shit. He just did a new one on. Well, I don't know how new it is, but it just came through my YouTube feed. I haven't seen a a bro science video for a while, but he just did an OnlyFans one. Oh God. And it was really, it was pretty funny, man. Especially for guys like us who've been in the industry for a long time. We, it was so many little jokes in there. But you should check it out. It was, it was <laughs> I definitely will. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know? So it, it made me think about a lot of the pictures you see. You know, just, ah, just be, you know, happy. You know, there's some, like, motivational quotas. They're leaning over the bathroom counter with their dick and their balls just resting on the edge of the counter. You know? And their new <laughs> underwear. and just, Just so oh. funny. Oh, it's so accurate. I always laugh at those two because anytime you see the guys that shoot 
the lore like uh what's that guy Yurik or whatever down in Florida who shoots a lot of the pretty boy bodybuilders. Right, right, right. I know who you're talking you know, about. You, you can always tell it's like like does he have you prep your shit so it's a little more full for you? Is he is he making like because it's very obvious that like that's part of this picture. Your dick is oh, definitely yeah. a star of this show. We want to make I always laugh when I see that. I'm like, the guy did that, I'm like, I'm not taking that fucking picture. Yeah, he, he, Dom's Dom's funny. He's like, who's buying your picks? You have a 95% male audience. <laughs> and then <laughs> exactly. for the and then for the women, he's like, you have 300 followers. Who's buying your picks? Your 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 extended family. <laughs> Grandma, don't forget. <laughs> so no, it's pretty funny. Obviously, we look at everything in the industry with humor, but I always enjoyed the bro science breakdown of everything. Oh God, you know, he's, the he's the best. The uh, training outdoors one is still my favorite. I, I, gotta, I gotta get back. You know what's funny? Because when he got booted off of YouTube or whatever for a while, I stopped seeing his stuff. And now uh, I hate to admit it, but I've, I've been so much busier that I don't consume very much content anymore. I'm too busy making it. No, I know. I know. I, know. I don't watch a lot of stuff either. I used to. <laughs> Man. Okay. You got another one? Oh, dude, I have an endless list, like I said. So there's. I, I have one that I want to say just because I think it's funny. A guy asked me, he said, uh, Head full of hair or a pro card. And the reason I find it funny is I think I already made that decision. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I got the pro card while I still had a head full of hair. Nice. That's a so, so that's a victory. That I didn't start like becoming a head shaver, like lifestyle head shaver. Right. Um, until afterwards. So. You know, I got my – I always laugh because I did the, the, the tattoo. So my – I've had so many people come up to me like, oh, Bob, you have a full head of hair. Why do you shave it? I'm like, that's tattoo. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's just really well done. So you can't tell. Um, you have no one sitting there live for us? Yes, I do. Um, too many people ask him about this stuff over time. But another question about how do you manage blood pressure while on a cycle? Oh, good call. So the reason I say there's too many people asking this is because, you know, hopefully they're not running high blood pressure for long periods of time before they ask this question. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, we we all know lots of guys that made the mistake of not monitoring blood pressure, not caring about blood pressure, letting it go uncontrolled for long periods of time. And, uh, I mean, you know, we know what happens. So what's your advice for how to manage blood pressure while on a cycle? Well, here's the big thing. Um, if you're managing blood pressure, what you're telling me is it's high. Um, so that first step would be if it's mildly high, which we've covered a million times, try cardotone, see what that does. But if it's not mildly high or the cardotone doesn't do anything, go to the doctor and here's a shocker, get off your shit. Like guys, you, I can't, press this enough and i think it's an, an amazing thing with our world is um no one's worried about death until it's too late no one's worried about sickness until they're sick it's kind of the whole it's like the age-old adage that no one knows what they have until it's gone it's like you've got this great wife for this great whatever and you, you don't really notice until it's too late don't do that shit with your health blood pressure is the thing in bodybuilding if you're running high blood pressure on the regular you're done you're fucked so fix that and don't be afraid to go to a doctor to do it because you can then continue on possibly with help. 
Yeah. So first things first, if your blood pressure is like coming back, you know, kind of high, like it's, you know, 140 over 90. Yeah. Which I well, does because it's 300 pounds. So. Yeah. So <laughs> if, if you're, it's coming back like in the high zone and your doctor's like, oh, it's a bit high and you're checking it, you should have, well, first of all, you should have your own electronic cuff so you can yep. check yourself. Um, you got cardio. Look at your diet. How much junk are you eating? My blood pressure is directly related to how much shit food I ate when I was heavy. True. So if I was 320 pounds and eating pretty, like eating lots of clean food, I would have pretty decent blood pressure. Mm -hmm. But if I was 320 pounds eating Burger King every day, my blood pressure would be, I'd have to bring it down. Was so targeted? Hey, that's one day. Okay, major. Right. How can you eat like that and look like that? Well, I only do it once a week. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I love it. People say, how are you so ripped? People at the gym, how are you staying so ripped? I saw you fucking post burgers. And I'm like, yeah, it's nice Saturday. The rest of the week, I eat like a bikini girl. One meal. So, so anyways, there's cardio, there's diet. And then look at the compounds you're using. Like if you take test and EQ... And everything's fine. And then you throw Anadrol in and your blood pressure goes off the charts. Take the fucking Anadrol out. Yeah. Like it's not going to make you Jay Cutler. It's, yeah. it's going to, it's a detriment. Some people could take Anadrol. They're like fucking bulletproof. It's like those guys that can drink whiskey and they're fine. Yeah. All for five, five years straight. Some guys could take Anadrol or ALT doesn't even go up. Yeah. I can't you even know? eat if I take Anadrol. Yes, yeah, well, so I, I, I don't even get to worry about my 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 yeah. health because it fucks up my diet, so I drop yeah, it. Yeah, it happens to a lot of people with with certain things. So just you don't have to take every drug. Like some people, are like, what do you think of this? Like, what do you think of Deca? I'm like, I don't take Deca. Thirty years, yeah. bodybuilding. I never used Deca. I took a few shots of it. It gave me side effects. I never took it again. Hmm. So you don't have to take every drug. You could just take the ones that are very cooperative with your body and, you know, make sure you keep notes on all that stuff. And then if, you know, if it's chronically high all the time, you got to get your body weight down get that under control. Priority number one, your kidneys, you know, last forever. Take care of them. Yep. Fact. What do you figure, Dusty? We've been on uh, for two hours. I think it's definitely time to, to leave these, which I'm going to, for those of you who answered on mine, you'll see this after the fact, but I'm going to answer the rest of them uh, in the, uh, on the, on the uh, IG. So those will still get done, but uh solid week. And uh, we've got a, a lot of good stuff coming. Eh? So I'm excited when, to see what we got going. When do we see the Dante video? Uh, they're already being edited. So nope. it won't be one video. I'm actually going to release them per movement okay. um, because it is, uh, something I want people to make sure they have right. Uh, and one thing, if you guys can, uh, that, that follow it, which is probably everyone listening, um, comment and, uh, and, and I literally would like to know what could have been better from your view on these kind of things. Um, it's yeah. great that you guys love it and I know you love it cause he's in it, but if there's any way we could have done it better, cause it's our first one, let me know. Cause we're going to do more. Uh, and I want to make sure that it's a value, not just entertainment. And, uh, those of you who love when we have guests on, we've got a couple of great guests lined up. You know, we've got a couple guys lined up that are doing the Olympia. So we've got some Olympia guests uh, coming on between now and the show. We're pretty excited. So, um, you know, thanks for everyone who's watching. Remember to like, share, subscribe, comment, ring the bell, help us out. And thank you very much. Remember, everybody, just bodybuilding.